hi um i forgot to record this on my regular microphone so this is me from the future haha <laughs> and i'm just giving you guys a warning that this episode um is from the title you can obviously tell it's mental health related but i do talk about eating disorders um uh therapy and just um other topics that could be triggering i don't go into huge detail but it's not no detail um so i want to give a quick warning um yeah that's all um enjoy the episode swag um gosh god hi hello greetings all that jazz hi it is midnight it is one minute till midnight I'm going to take that back. It's 11.59 p.m. Um, on a Thursday. And I have tried to record this episode. I've tried to record this episode so many times this week. And they all got messed up. And it got me really overwhelmed. One time I literally just... I slammed my computer shut. And I just, like, flopped myself onto my bed. And I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> Not done with the whole thing, but I was just like, I can't handle this. So I didn't, and I just moved on, and now I'm doing it because I was late on uploading. So I'm going to upload this tomorrow. Well, today, technically, I hope. Yeah. Um, This week, not been my week. Um, Also, fair warning, I let my cat into my room because I thought he would be fun to have around as emotional support. But he decided that instead of that, he would he he would really enjoy going under my bed, trying to burrow his way into my bed, like make a hole to be inside of my bed, not on my bed, inside it. He does it all the time. I give up on trying to make him stop. So if you hear weird noises in the background, I might draw attention to them if they're annoying me or they're or they're funny. But just know that. I I live in an apartment building and no demons or ghosts or whatever are in my attic crawling on the walls or whatever. I don't know what I was going with that, where I was going with that. That makes literally no sense. Regardless, my house is not haunted as far as I know because I live in an apartment building that was built, I believe, in 2010. So the likelihood of my apartment being haunted, very slim, I feel like, uh, I feel like it's hard to get something haunted in 11 years. I feel like when you think of haunted, you think of like a 200-year-old like weird mansion on an island. Where am I going with this? Okay. <laughs> week. Been whack. Not been my week. Um, I've tried to record this episode multiple times. This is literally the 12th try. And I hope this is the, this is the one. I really do. Because... Um, what happened is <laughs> the best take I had so far, I was 20 minutes in and then my cat, the little shit that's burrowing a hole into my mattress, decided that he wanted to attack my sibling's foot. Um, and when you get attacked, you scream. Um, so mid-sentence, there was just this violent scream. Um, and I tried to edit it out, but it just didn't make sense because I was in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> so, Yeah. That was frustrating. I also have had a lot of sound sensitivity issues recently, um, which I have all the time, but it's really been acting up this week. Um, So, like, I hear everything right now. Like, I'm hearing my heater that, like, literally doesn't make any noise. Um, And I'm also pretty sure it's off. And then I can hear every single car that's passing outside of my window. Um, I can hear the water in my washing machine. I am... The washing machine is on the other side of the house, mind you. Uh, so my noise sensitivity issues are a problem um, that I don't know how to cope with. Um, the biggest issue is cars. And I live on a not busy road, but like there's definitely a lot of cars pass by, especially during the day. I think at night it's probably like every three minutes instead of every two seconds. So that's nicer. Um... It's also just hard living in an apartment building with sound sensitivity issues because you hear any single any single noise from the apartment next door or above you or whatever and you just get so violently ticked off. So, 
and I have noise proof headphones, sort of, yeah, sort of, they're like mostly noise proof, um, but I don't think I have the capacity to talk, um, during this and put on noise canceling headphones, so I'm just gonna keep rolling with this and hope for the best, and if I get overwhelmed, I get overwhelmed, and that is okay. Um, I had a lot of things I wanted to talk about this week. Um, I had several things. I had six things that I thought of that would be good for this week. Actually, no. Eight things that I thought would be good for this week. I don't think I'm going to talk about any of them, if I'm being honest, because I don't really... I just don't have the passion to talk about them right now, I feel like. So I'm just going to talk about... Um, I'll get to what I'm talking about in a second, but my sidetrack is that I mislabeled um, my notes in my notes app. Um, so I thought that my notes for the episode for this week, while recording earlier this week, was lamb gyro lemonade Philly cheesesteak. That was not, that was not what the, what the notes were. That was an order for me and my sibling um, for the restaurant next door. And I was trying to remember what everyone wanted. And by everyone, I mean us, too. Uh, everyone implies that there's more than just me and my sibling. It was just us. We were vibing. Um, I didn't even end up getting lemonade. I got a milkshake. It was very good. <laughs> this is so boring. Oh, my God. No, I shouldn't be saying that my podcast is boring. Because if you say things, like, this is, I feel like this is very true. I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's, like psychological backing to it but not really <laughs> it's more of a me making up a psychological backing if you say something enough time manifestation i guess is part of it but if you say something enough times especially to other people you're going to believe it or they are going to believe it um and it's worse <laughs> with other people because it's harder to let go of that with uh, other people to let go of them internalizing what you said um it's especially difficult when I'm extremely neurodivergent. So, one of the things I'm practicing in my mental health journey as of late is trying not to say things that are negative when talking to other people about myself. Because I don't want them to internalize that I'm boring or stupid, etc. And self-hatred is not cute. It's not funny. It's, I mean, sometimes it's funny. It's funny when there's a joke. If you're just being like, oh, blah, blah, da, 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 I hate myself, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's not funny. <laughs> that's not humorous. That's just sad. That's really sad. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not funny to just be out of the blue be like, yeah, I hate myself and have crippling anxiety and I think everyone hates me. Lol, laugh, laugh, funny funnies. That's not funny. That's just sad. Extremely sad. And you know what? Sometimes I do it. And that is not good. I found, oh my god, what? I'm sorry to sidetrack. I don't have any word magnets or any magnet. No, we have like two magnets on my fridge. And there's a, like, what I'm assuming is like a quarter piece of a word magnet. Like the poetry magnets. Just, it was on my floor and it just says AR wonder what this is from because I don't own I don't own any magnets I own like two magnets and they're on the fridge and one's from Costa Rica and it's a turtle and it says Costa Rica on it that my dad got me before we had a falling out um when I was like five or not five he got it for me when I was like eight I don't remember he got it for me at some point before we had a falling out um and then I have a magnet that says something about cats. Oh, and I have a heart magnet. And I have... Okay, I take that back. I have quite a few magnets. I have a decent amount of magnets. I don't know what is considered a good amount of magnets, but I believe we have six. I'm going to say five or six magnets. And I think that's a pretty good amount. And I think that's an appropriate amount of magnets. Magnets are so cool. They're just like... Mag... <laughs> magnet. Magnet. Magnetism, 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 magnet, you know what I'm trying to say, magnetism, 
magnetism is super cool because like it's just it's been interesting to me since I was a little kid and that's not what this is about and I'm almost 10 minutes in and I haven't started talking about what I'm going to talk about so I really need to get myself on track but I'm not good with that because like I said I am very much neurodivergent did I say that yes I said that my main issue is memory issues and disassociation and hyper um, awareness of my like senses like the five senses is there five yeah there's five senses do not ever listen to me about anything important um scientific wise you could listen to you can listen to my podcast please do i hope you are um i hope you made it through my tangent but don't quote me on any scientific anythings um unless i cite it because i don't trust myself <laughs> okay yeah I think I talked about this. I made a note notes. I had like eight ideas. I didn't want to talk about any of them because I just, I wanted to talk about what I feel right now. And what I feel right now is a deep annoyance with mental health recovery systems. It's okay. I'm just going to put a warning for this episode um, for mental health talks. Uh, it's not going to be, I'm not going to talk about anything detailed, but I'm going to talk about mental health. Um, so I'm going to just say a warning right now, just in case. Um, I mean, the title will probably insinuate what I'm talking about, but you never know. I just want to be safe. Warning, um, this is a episode discussing mental health. Okay, mental health. <laughs> mental health. I don't script my podcast episodes, in case you couldn't tell. Um... <laughs> I talked about that in the first one. I was like, I'm never going to script it. I don't see why people script podcasts. That's so stupid. It's more fun when you don't script it. When you, you think if when it's not scripted, it's more fun to just listen to the person tangent. I think that people script their podcasts. I think that even the tangenty ones script their podcasts because I don't, I don't know how people can keep themselves on track. And maybe it's because they're neurotypical, but I'm pretty positive that nobody can keep themselves on track. I don't think... I think neurotypical people are lying to themselves. I think neurotypical people cannot keep themselves on track. And nobody can pay attention to anything. Um, because our brains are stupid. Not stupid. That is a mean word. <laughs> our brains are funny and silly and do all sorts of goofy things. Um, yeah. That <laughs> mental health summed up. Our brain do all sorts of goofy things. Brain? Goofy. Mind goofy. Funny, funny. Haha, ha, laugh. Okay. Mental health treatment is a lot to unpack. Okay, first of all, let me just talk about mental health treatments I've been through. So you can know that I'm qualified to tangent about the how mental health treatments are somewhat dysfunctional, if not super dysfunctional. I have been to DBT group therapy and in and private therapy. Been to gender therapy, two different kinds, group and personal. I've been to inpatient therapy. I've been to CBT therapy. I've been to what other kind of therapy? I've been to some other kind of therapy. I've also been to another group therapy. I don't remember what it was for. It was some sort of like school group therapy, but it was like it was like actual group therapy. I don't know. <laughs> All I'm saying is I've been in a lot of different kinds of therapies. And it is so frustrating because I don't really understand which one works for me. Because <laughs> my brain changes so much. And it sucks being a teenager, being mentally ill, because your brain changes so frequently, so one day you're going to love this kind of therapy and it's going to be the best for you. And then the next day, you just it literally is doing the opposite of what it's supposed to be doing. Um, and I was in the wrong kind of therapy for like a year because um, my therapist diagnosed me wrong. Not diagnosed me wrong. Diagnosed me with something that like I could, like I technically do have, but like it's just like that. I got a different diagnosis that makes a lot more sense for what I should be focusing on. And, like, the other thing is, like, kind of not important. Um, yeah. Um, 
mental health be whacking. Um, I think the worst kind of therapy that I have ever experienced is inpatient therapy. <laughs> I have only gone to a single inpatient therapy. It was only a week long. It wasn't even a week long. I think it was like six days, six and a half days or something like that. It was horrible, 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 horrible. And that's not to diss inpatient therapy because a lot of people, it really works for them. And it did work for me in a sense, but not in the way it was supposed to. See, I think that they think that you're going to take the skills that they give you, which theoretically you should be doing, um, but they don't teach it very well, in my opinion. Um, you're supposed to, you know, spend a little bit of time there during a crisis, and you're supposed to come out, and I think they think you're supposed to be magically healed because it's intensive therapy, um, but that's not at all what happened. Um, what made it work for me, like in quotations, work, what like made it kind of helpful is I got scared I was like oh my god I was like damn I like went in I like experienced like I listened to other people talking that have experienced exact same things as me but are just like completely far gone which isn't I'm not dissing them it's just like it was it was an eye-opener <laughs> and not it, it's not supposed to be working that way um, I think the main issue with teenage therapy is that adults just really focus on the fact that teenagers have teen angst and are already emotional. So it's like, oh, it's your, it's that, you know, it's nothing else. You don't have anything wrong. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's also, it's the same with, not even with adults. If you try to talk to like somebody that is another teenager that like you're not homies homies with even if you are homies with them they'll just sometimes be so rude they're like i don't have adhd but they'll be like you know people will be like oh you have adhd nah you don't that's for attention um yeah you have autism no you don't like it's what who are you to look somebody in the eye who you have probably never you probably have known them for a very short amount of time and even if you've known them for a long time, how do you look someone in the eye when you have never experienced what it's like living in their body and go, huh, I know exactly how you feel. I know how your emotions work. And if you say I'm wrong, you're just naive. Because that's not how emotions work. Because, you know, it's just, it's frustrating. Because it's, why are people so rude? about people simply just trying to get help and then you know everybody's like oh it's okay to get help and they'll repost things on their store instagram stories where it's like slideshows and it's like how to help somebody with blah 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 disorder signs of blah 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 you know but then when people actually talk about it they get so frustrated at them for no reason and it's not like they get frustrated at them because it's triggering to them no 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 <laughs> they get frustrated because they're talking about it and that pisses them off. Like, I once had, um, I'm not, no, I'm not gonna say the direct relation, um, because then people will know exactly, <laughs> people who know me, um, who have known me for a couple of years will know who, exactly who I'm talking about, so I'm not gonna, like, say a direct relation. I once knew somebody who I recently had a falling out with. They were not my friend, um, but they, they had a relation to me, but they weren't my friend. Like, we were never friends. Um, and they're actually much older than me. Probably, like, a couple years. Um, and they used to say all kinds of weird stuff to me about my mental health. Um, but behind my back. They would say to the, to the person that... Uh, so, the person... <laughs> I knew them because of a different person. And the person that I knew them from, they would talk shit to that person about me for no reason. They would just be like, oh yeah, he's like seeking attention. He's really trying to get people to feel bad for him um, because he posts so much about his mental health. And I was like, what? You mean my, you mean poetry? You mean the thing that is one of the, not the only thing, I'm good at a lot of things. I'm not going to diss myself. I'm great at a lot of things. Um, but my favorite thing that I definitely am good at, that I've won awards for, is poetry. And I've had the issue of people saying, 
that I'm attention seeking because I'm posting poetry, or even when it's not poetry, just posting about my mental health. I've had people tell me that that's like attention seeking, and I just don't understand because it's like, dude, you're you guys preach about how it's okay to get help, it's okay to talk about stuff, and then when people get help or get or try to talk about stuff, it's all of a sudden they're faking it. You know, they're just trying to get attention. People are so attention seeking. God. A new person seems to have ADHD every day, or a new person seems to, you know, a new person seems to have an eating disorder every day. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, dude, do you realize how many people are mentally ill? It really sucks. But trust me, no one wants it. Like, people can learn to cope with it, but no one really truly, I feel like, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but most people, if you ask them, hey, if you you know, had the choice to, like, kind of eradicate this almost like it never existed, would you? And most of them would say, yeah. And, you know, I would probably be a little skeptic on it just because, you know, with some things I would probably be like, yeah, I would just eradicate it. But other things, it's like, you know, it definitely shaped me as a person. But most people with most mental disorders would be like, yeah, I would totally eradicate it. Um, yeah. That's not even, I'm not even talking about mental health facilities anymore. I'm just going to keep going on this tangent and I'm not going to stop myself because the whole point of this podcast is for me to have a safe, comfortable space to just talk about whatever I want and not force myself to talk about things I don't want to talk about. Anyway, I'm going to keep going on tangents. Um, another thing that frustrates me, I guess this episode is just about the stigma with mental health. Let's, let's change that. Let's change it. It's not about mental health facilities. That might be the topic involved. But it is about the stigma of mental illness, mental health, treatment, all that jazz. Stigma. <laughs> um, an issue I have been having a lot lately, um, which I'm going to put a quick warning for. Um, skip ahead a couple minutes. Uh, it's not going to be detailed. It's just going to be. It's going to be a mention, a couple of mentions, and it's not like detailed. But I am going to talk about um, bulimia. Um. <laughs> An issue I've been having lately is I struggled with bulimia for a long time. Um, I think probably like four years. I'm only 15. <laughs> it's been really, it's been a long time. And um, I actually like a couple months ago got some really like, t- to me, heartbreaking news um, that I either temporarily, which will at least be a couple of years or permanently damage my digestive system yeah and it's it's been really hard and I haven't really talked about it but I mentioned it once or twice um when I was opening up about mental health on my Instagram because I think talking about your mental health is important if you're trying to like you know be open and honest and be like hey you know this is my story and you know as long as you give a warning and it's not like you're you know, nobody usually when they're sharing their mental health story is seeking attention. Um, and you can tell when someone's just trying to get attention, which isn't a bad thing. That still needs to be, still needs to be worked on because if that person needs attention, it's still an issue. You know, it's still something that needs to be addressed, which is just frustrating. Anyway, regardless, um, I had a couple people being extremely rude to me about it. And just kind of being, like, I guess the only word for it would be, like, fatphobic or, like, semi-transphobic. Um, because I'm a dude. I'm a man. Bro-man. Um, I am also plus size and have been my entire life. But also, I'm 5'11". Um, which, Isabel, my best, one of my best friends, if you're listening, I am not 5'9". Regardless. 5'11" large um and you know um and also a man and when you think of eating disorders for most people it's not what I look like so I I got a bunch of harassment not a not even a little bit it was it was a good chunk um and it really like I took a break from social media for like a week after that um I like was technically on social media to talk to uh, friends acquaintances um but like I didn't post anything and I didn't talk to anybody who I didn't like directly trust per se um so I talked to like three people that week 
Um, yeah, it's been hard, and I got a bunch of just hateful things. I also got like harassment <laughs> um, a little while ago. Um, I put my teeth, which is another thing with eating disorders, is your teeth get destroyed. Really fucked up. Um, and my teeth are very much screwed up, and most of it is relating to that. And someone tried to use me having bad teeth as, like, a diss um, when they were harassing my friend about something, which is a whole nother story. I'm not going to ever really get into that deeply, because that's a whole, it's, it's a long, it's a very uncomfortable thing that happened. But regardless, um, that whole situation, whack. But a person did feel the need to bring up <laughs> my teeth damage to try to make fun of me. And I'm like, man, like, it hurt a little bit. But at the same time, I was like, I was just getting a lot of harassment that week about having it opening up about my eating issues because I haven't really, I didn't really talk about it a lot and I still don't talk about it a lot. This is probably the longest I've talked about it publicly in like ever. Um, anyway, yeah, I just got a lot of harassment and it was overwhelming and stigma, stigma around mental health is really difficult to deal with um, because one, people already look at me different because I'm trans. And then two, they're like, people have this stigma that men don't have mental illness, which most men have mental A lot of mental illness is in men. Um, but men tend to naturally be more aggressive, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not like saying it's a bad thing and I'm like not stereotyping. Like men are not evil, <laughs> but men do tend to be naturally more aggressive. So people just kind of ignore any signs of mental illness um with aggression and it's it's a whole issue but i've just gotten a lot of hate for existing <laughs> um as a person that's recovering because apparently um if you are not um television's standard of having an eating disorder which you know some people look like that with an eating disorder and that's they still need help too but a lot of people with eating disorders don't look like what television portrays them as. And it's been, it's, it's hard. Even when I went to inpatient treatment that I was talking about earlier, they were kind of skeptic. Um, they were like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Because I've been dealing with this for four years. It seriously impacted a lot for me. Um, I almost like, I ha I've been lately mending some relationships that I destroyed with that. And I think that it's not really talked about a lot um, that men have eating disorders. Um, and I currently am pretty like far into recovery. I have not had any issues since August. Yeah, August or so. Um, and I've had the thoughts, you know, but it's never like I've never acted on the actions, which I'm really proud of myself for. But at the same time, it's like hard because... I don't really know who to talk to sometimes about it. Like, I have people to talk to about it now, but for a long time, I didn't know who to talk to about it. Um, and it's frustrating because there's some weird stigma that men are so confident in their bodies that they can never have any issues with themselves. And that's just not true. And it, it's really harmful. Um, so I just, also, it's just not talked about a lot um what eating disorders do to you mentally like it's not just the eating issues like it definitely it sent me into a lot of um just dark places and ruined a lot of relationships that I've had to fix recently um and you know um caused a lot of medical issues for me too and it's just like usually when people talk about overweight people having eating issues it's kind of seen as like a miracle they're like oh my god oh my god that person is losing weight that's so good for them like and they ignore that the the way they're losing weight is very toxic and bad for their body um which you know also plays into oh my god it's about to cut off i have to pause real quick um because it's about to cut off at the 30 minute mark where i have to start recording again in later so be right back okay
hi, I'm right back. Um, yeah, um, and a lot of, a lot of the issues that are stigmatized with overweight people having eating disorders is also, you know, definitely because societally, you know, we have very Eurocentric beauty standards in Western society, uh, which really sucks because it's, it's mostly rooted in racism, um, which is a whole, whole other thing, but, you know, um, we've kind of normalized, um, having eating disorders and kind of gotten no, started to be okay with it as a society and it's really harmful, um, and I think people don't realize that there's also, you know, you know, there's intense dieting and forcing yourself to exercise when you're exhausted and all that stuff is still eating issues and you still need to get help because that is a form of self-harm and you're, you're really hurting yourself mentally, physically, and all that jazz. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting like low-key emotional. Um, I've tangented so much. This episode is not really coherent. I'm just going on random tangents about mental health. But that was my eating disorder tangent. It's just really overwhelming sometimes just existing as a person recovering from an eating disorder. And it's sometimes I don't even want to say it out loud. And like, it was like when I started talking about it, I kind of like almost considering, I almost considered to stop to, I almost considered stop stopping the recording. And just deleting it because I'm still like scared to talk about it. Like I'm like, what if someone's you know they listen to this and they hear about this and they just make fun of me or they think I'm eating attention, trying to get attention. And also just saying the word, two words. I guess it's two words. Saying the two words or saying the official like diagnosis I got is terrifying to say out loud most of the time because it's so stigmatized to just say it out loud because. A lot of people have the issue, but nobody talks about it. And if they do talk about it, it's very, it's very much, um, I was skinny already. And then I, you know, got to the point where like people were concerned because I was too skinny and blah, blah, blah. And like, while skinny people who have eating disorders need support, I don't think there's enough support for plus size people, which also makes eating disorder recovery groups really mad when people talk about it uh which sucks because it's like eating disorder recovery groups are really hard for plus size people because it's just really it's like if you say anything about how it's not necessarily harder it's different struggles as a already overweight person to have an eating disorder but if you talk about it in a way where you like mention you know eurocentric beauty standards or, like, the thin ideal, people get mad at you, and they really, like, think that it's a personal attack, and it's not a personal attack. I think that anyone with eating issues needs help, and I don't think that there should ever be an excuse for it, and I don't care how bad it is. I don't care if it's at the beginning steps, or you're a couple years in. You still need to get it worked on, you know, and even if you stopped, and it's been a couple months, you still you still need the emotional support and you still need to talk about it and that's I think that's why this this is hard to talk about um is because it's so stigmatized it's so fucking stigmatized and so hard to talk about because I I'm scared I'm like what if I say something that like makes people hate me (laughs) because it's a personal experience and not a universal experience which is another issue with mental health is when people have personal experiences that aren't universal, um, it's really hard to, like, talk about it. Yeah. Um, man, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm, like, overwhelmed, but not in a bad way. I'm kind of overwhelmed in a way where I'm, like, frustrated because I see a lot of people around me who need help but aren't able to get help because of the huge stigma. Um for every single person. I think it's really hard for men, but also when I think about it, it's really hard for women because even though women, um, you know, according to the media, have more eating, like 
more of them have eating disorders, which I don't think it's true. I think it's probably about an equal amount, but it's just not talked about. Um, I think that it's hard for women because, you know, if you talk about it, I feel like if you were to talk about it as a woman, which I'm not a woman, I'm just saying how I would think from a male standpoint, from having a lot of male friends and all that jazz, how I think that people would react to it is kind of being rude to you because, you know, a lot of statistically, a lot of women have eating disorders. And I think it's also um, a lot more common with women um, or just feminine identities where they present feminine or quote unquote as a woman, which, you know, my last episode talked about how gender is ridiculous, but <laughs> feminine presenting people often, I feel like it, it would just be hard. I can't imagine because, you know, for some reason there's some deep, like, I know why there's a deep hatred for women and it's awful. Like, I'm not saying it's okay. Like, I don't say, I'm not saying I understand why, like, I understand, like, on a personal level. I just mean, like, I get it. Like, I understand the whole thing behind it. Um, you know, feminism is for men too. So I've educated myself as much as I can and I'm still educating myself. But regardless, <laughs> regardless, for some reason, people hate women for every single thing they do. If they have a mental illness, you know, they either get glorified, like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, fucking Effie from Skins, which she was a brilliant character and I love that show, but she was way over romanticized. You know, Cassie from Skins, um, Skins. <laughs> Skins, man. That was a show that really over romanticized mental illness and it was a good show, but, and I definitely watched it and I definitely enjoy it, but at the same time, it's like, man some of that was a little bit of a yikes moment um but regardless either if women have mental health it's over romanticized and it's like oh my god i want a manic pixie dream girl um or they just get made fun of because apparently women can't do anything <laughs> um i'm not saying that they can't i'm being sarcastic i'm really bad at sarcasm um regardless regardless like you just go online a woman can have a hobby and get made fun of it for it. It's like, oh, you have a hobby and you're not a pro at it? Or you have a hobby and I don't see you as someone who could be good at it? Haha, <laughs> women, am I right? Another another quote-unquote skater girl. Another another one of those pick-me-choose-me girls. Like, shut up. A woman cannot do anything, man. Can't do anything in this society. People treat them like shit for no reason absolutely no fucking reason what is the point they just exist is that is that the thing <laughs> um yeah i don't know man it's it's wild um oh my computer is low battery okay i'm gonna pause again i sincerely apologize i gotta plug in my computer and i don't want to have the sounds of the uh, plugging in noises <laughs> that's not a good impression of what it's plugging in a computer sounds like but I will be right back to Tangent. And I'm sorry there's been so many cutaways. Because uh, this is now the second one. But BRB. I promised. Promised I, I, I promised I would be right back. And get, guess what, bitches? That's me. You are not a bitch. I sincerely care about you, listener. <laughs> guess what, listeners? I'm back. Okay, yeah. Um, I woman tangent this is an incoherent podcast and i hope that you get used to the fact that this is what it's gonna be like um i want the feel to be like we're on a phone call and i'm tangenting which i think will be really interesting when i eventually do figure out uh, how to get how to have guests um um because you can very easily not easily but you can have guests over um you know remotely um there's a way to record on zoom and stuff it's just uh, harder because you know my friends don't have, <laughs> not everybody I want to, like, you know, talk to and interview and, or interview or have a discussion with or whatever I end up having them on the podcast, podcast for. Not everyone has, like, a good microphone, which, you know, it can be bad audio quality. <laughs> it's just that I do want this to be good audio quality and my mic isn't even necessarily that good. <laughs> um, I do love my mic, though. It's, slowly deteriorating my shelf though 
because it's deteriorating, deteriorate, I don't know how to pronounce words, it's screwing with my shelf, um, because it's on a mount, and it screws on, and the screw is intrusive to my, uh, to the wood on my shelf. Um, notice how I avoided saying my wood. <laughs> God. Keep it appropriate. Keep it appropriate, YB. Caden, YB, whatever. I have multiple names. Keep it appropriate, me. Man. I'm going to go on a tangent at some point. Not today, probably. Um, I'm going to go on a tangent at some point about why I have multiple names. Because I think it's really interesting on why I have multiple names. Um, but I do be having multiple names. <laughs> I I love having multiple names. I think it's really fun. Um, regardless. Mental health. What do I want to tangent about next? I'm stimming with my fing- fingers. It's my favorite one. Um, I take my fingers are these. I take both of my middle fingers and my thumb and just tap them together and let my the rest of my fingers just go where they want to and it's very helpful. Stims are very fun. Not fun. They're just helpful. They're not fun. I don't want to glorify I don't want to glor- glorify stimming. It, all, it should be normalized but I don't want to like be like oh my god this is so great because <laughs> uh, some you know stimming is is a mental health related issues so i'm not glorifying it i'm just saying that it's helpful um when they're not harmful to you um regardless yeah yeah um my tangents this episode have been mediocre i think not mediocre i think my eating disorder one was heartfelt very much so i i literally like i almost pause multiple times because I just probably couldn't hear it in my voice because I have a very flat voice but I did almost stop it a couple times because it is an overwhelming subject um which yeah I'm gonna (laughs) you'll hear it because I'll edit it in but I'm going I don't think I put a good enough trigger warning so I'm going to um record a little clip at the beginning to edit it and just be like yo morning read this and this and that um i think i'm gonna have to do that every episode because i i you know i don't know what i'm gonna bring up when i start talking because it's unscripted so i think i'm just gonna record separately a little thing being like hey morning um i also think that next episode i'll probably talk about something a little lighter um this isn't the end of the episode this sounds like i'm saying it's the end of the episode i'm just taking a break to talk about this um, I think I'll talk about something a little lighter because I do want this to be enjoyable for everybody. And I think that when you talk about serious stuff for a certain amount of time, which last episode was serious, it wasn't as serious, but it still is serious. Um, I think you have to take little breaks and do little fun things to talk about. Um, I do have a couple plans. Um, I'll probably post like a poll or a question story or something about it on my Instagram or one of the, my main, or my actual account for my podcast, which I haven't been posting on, um, because I do have a couple ideas, um, I think it would be interesting to talk about, okay, I don't watch them, but the Dream Team, or whatever it's called, the Minecraft thing, um, my friend has been very obsessed with it lately, and it's really fascinating to me that those teenage, most, like, a good, like, couple of them are teenagers, not all of them, but a couple of them are teenagers and, like, make bank. And <laughs> I think it's interesting that teenagers are able to make, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year um, just doing what they love. So I want to talk about that. Um, and I might talk about that next week if I can get my friend to come on. Um, I social distance pretty well. I don't really see anyone, but I do see the friend that I'm talking about um, because we work on school stuff together and we also uh kind of live together sometimes um uh because of you know mental health reasons and we we only see each other um i don't need to prove myself i don't need to prove that i'm safe because i'm being very safe but i could potentially have him over he doesn't really usually come over to my house which isn't a bad thing um but yeah it'd be nice to have him over and talk about that, because I think he would be really interested in talking about that, so I'll probably message him before. It would be really funny if he was just listening to the podcast, and that's how I told him, like, hey, that's my invitation. No, yeah, no, 
I'm probably going to talk to him about it, but if I forget and you're listening to this, hey, dude, you know who you are? <laughs> you want to come on? <laughs> you want to come on? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Yeah. I know a lot of people will be interested in that, so that's also another reason. I just don't feel qualified to talk about it on my own as somebody who doesn't actually watch the videos. I'm just more interested in the business side of it, and he is definitely more interested in the fan side of it and the lore and the story and all that jazz. Um, I also just want to have people on who I enjoy um, talking about the things that they're interested in or passionate about or love, because I think that it's really interesting to hear about what other people find interesting. Um, because sometimes I don't get it, but I want to know about it, you know? I'm a curious cat. And I don't think curiosity killed the cat. I think that... I think that a car killed the cat. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. Okay, calm myself down. I need to calm myself down. I'm not, like, overwhelmed. I'm just, like, I was like, damn, that I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm not gonna stop, though, and I'm not gonna edit that out, because, yes, that was kind of fucked up. But curiosity did not kill the cat. God, oh my god, that was, <laughs> why am I laughing at that, it's so sad, my cat is literally under my bed right now, <laughs> god, <laughs> holy fuck, I don't have any water with me, I don't have any water, I only have any water, I need water to calm me down, I'm not gonna cut it, I'm not gonna pause, I'm not gonna go get water, I'm gonna calm myself down because it wasn't that funny and it's it's screwed up but it's not that screwed up like yeah, i'm sorry if you have a dead cat that's really sucky but i say stupid things sometimes and you know curiosity did not kill the cat and statistically most cats get killed by cars so i think i don't know <laughs> why am i talking about dead cats rocket buddy I don't know where he is. I think he's scared because I'm talking about his brethren, his homies. He hates other cats. What am I talking about? Oh my god. It is almost one in the morning. Okay. Next tangent. Next tangent. Next tangent. Okay. Um. I just like, I just really think that it. Woo! Woo! Okay. Next tangent. It sucks that I don't really edit. I kind of just, I just kind of just like let it, the raw recording, like I usually just, I, I'm probably just going to always post the raw recording just because I want it to be authentic. Um, So little pauses are a little awkward, but like, it's fine. I'll get used to it and I'll figure out how to stop the little pauses and stop myself from tangenting about things that aren't related and not important. But also I think it could be interesting. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what other people find appealing. So I'll, you know, I'll talk to other people who listen and be like, hey, what do you find appealing? Yeah, I need user analytics. Personal user database analytics questionnaires. Okay, yeah. Oh, the last tangent I wanted to go on is about special interest because I think um, a really interesting part of mental illness that is like not it's like helpful it's not necessarily helpful like it can be harmful but it's like usually not harmful unless it's a harmful interest which most interests aren't harmful um and you know sometimes it can be an issue because of attention but regardless i think it's really interesting um a lot of um um a couple mental illnesses um uh mainly when people think about it they think about autism and adhd um special interests. I think they're really cool. Um, and I was talking about it, like how I wanted to have my friend on the podcast uh, a couple seconds ago, a couple minutes ago. Um, and you know, that's his special, one of his special interests right now. Um, yeah. Um, so I just, I think special interests are really interesting. <laughs> I guess that's the whole point. Um, and I definitely have special interests. Um, my favorite right now is, um, uh, uh, zine collecting, um, they're, like, mini magazines, but they're, like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain zines, they're really fun, though, and I have one currently, and it's called The Adventures of Punk Word, which you should definitely check out, um, but I also have 
three on the way because I ordered a two-pack from this one wonderful person on Etsy who I'm going to try to see real quick if I can open my Gmail and figure out um, their name because it looks really interesting and I'm excited. Wait. Etsy. <laughs> Taking a pause to plug this random person when I literally haven't even gotten the package yet. Um, ordered it the other day. Uh, the person on Etsy is, I don't, trans in thesis, I think? I think that's how you pronounce it. It's, you know, the word trans, and then in, and then T-H-E-S. I asked that. I'm pretty sure it's trans in thesis. That's, that makes sense. Um, they make some really interesting things. And I'm really excited because I ordered, um, they had this little collection of three, except I only got two of them. Um, they have this collection of how to, um, it's called How I Learned to Love My Body, and I think it's interesting. There's a lot of different topics about zines, and I think that's why it's so interesting to me, because I can be interested in that as a whole, but I can also be interested in the topics that they're talking about, because, you know, there's a million different topics that zines could be about. Um, the Adventures of Punk Bart is kind of like a comic, um, but uh, I thought it was really interesting. I saw it and I was like, that's really cool because it's, um, I'm pretty positive it's a trans person um, that runs the shop. Or if not, they're definitely queer. Um, and they're just talking about, you know, self-love. And I think that's really cool and important because I don't see it talked about that much. Um, as a trans or non-binary person, I don't, yeah, I don't see many trans or non-binary people talking about the self-love side of existing. Okay, and then the other one I ordered is from uh, Cherry Art, but there's no E on Depop. I don't really order things off of Depop if they're not art, but I like to order art off of Depop. And um, they're really cool artists. I'm not sure what the pronouns are, so I'm going to use they. They're a really cool artist. I think their stuff is really creative and pretty and lovely. Uh, they have like Furby stickers that I really like but they they have really interesting stuff and I ordered um a sign that I'm not a hundred percent sure how to pronounce but it's it's um it's about a moth church it's a little comic that's like a quote-unquote moth church and I think that's really interesting I am excited because I don't really know how that's gonna go but I'm invested um clearly or wouldn't have bought it but um Zines, magazine, zines. They're called zines, not zines. My friend has an issue because I always call them zines and it's not what they're called. Zines. Um, I just, uh, my special interest has been zines lately. I think they're really interesting and, you know, they can be as short as like two pages and they're just, you know, whatever, about whatever you want them to be about. So I've kind of been considering making them um, when I do get a job, which should be soon. Um, and I get a printer because I'm going to buy myself a printer as a super duper special present to myself. It's probably going to be a shitty printer, but it's still going to be a printer. And I want to make my own because I'm so interested in them. But special interests are really interesting. I think that it's really good. It's a really good part. It's not a... No part of mental illness is good. It's like quote unquote good. Um, and special interests are a, like obsessive, um, obsessive behavior by default. Because it is an obsessive thing. You get very obsessed with this one idea or interest or whatever. I have multiple. Um, and you get really ingrained in it. And sometimes you can get really burnt out about it. And get really upset about it. Um, but it's also really helpful. Um, and really interesting. And I think a brighter side of mental illness. Um, because it can give you a lot of good. And be a really good coping mechanism. Um, because if your special interest is, you know, most special interests aren't harmful, but especially when they're productive, um, in quotations, whatever you define as productive, it's really helpful because it's like, if you get interested in something and it, cause you can't force yourself to have a special interest, um, per se, but you can, um, you know, research something or whatever to the point where it's probable that that will be your new special interest and you will get, um, quote-unquote obsessed with it which it is an obsession and it's not a good thing per se but I think it's a very neutral thing I think it can be good and bad but I am really interested in that side of mental illness um because 
it's just it's it's really interesting because interests are what keep us going every single person neurotypical neurodivergent or not whatever um interests and you know are what connect us to the world and when someone who has a lot of issues with connecting feeling like they can actually connect to the world and connect to other people um it's really great to just have that there um especially when you can find groups of other people who enjoy it um i know that's been helpful for me um really helped me get out of my shell <laughs> i'm a turtle that made <laughs> that was so random oh my god okay yeah help me get out of my shell because secretly i am a turtle in a man costume i'm in a costume i'm a turtle and it helped me get out of my turtleness and connect to the human costume <laughs> i met a lot of friends through some of my special interests um i think the one that's definitely impacted me the most is photography um uh which you know <laughs> a thing about special interests which photography is what's going with on with photography for me right now is you can get burnt down on it and get really exhausted and like frustrated because you're obsessed with this thing um but it's sometimes really tiring and burns you out so that's where i'm at right now because i haven't photographed on my camera in like a month and it's been really hard for me I literally like took I'm not even joking I took my camera down with me when I was going to the bookstore with my mom I didn't end up taking any photos in the bookstore but I took a photo of my trash room because I was I just needed to click I just needed to click on the camera and do the settings I just needed something you know um which has been my burnout but photography you know burnouts happen but photography has definitely impacted me the most and I'm gonna go to college for it I've talked about that before I think I think I talked about that last episode I'm not really sure I think it touched on it or no I touched on poetry I don't know I <laughs> if you didn't know I'm planning on going to college for it I'm really good at it I think um and it's really important to me and it's helped me make a lot of friends and I had this there's this thing in Seattle where I sort of live I live near Seattle but in real Seattle um there's this place called use and focus that definitely changed my life for the better um like a photography like class internship be thingy i don't know how to describe it it's, it's very wonderful and it was just it's i miss it so much i'm like going crazy with it not being around because i can technically do an online i think it's just i have trouble with online things but regardless i did two sessions with them one was film photography which i haven't done before and it was incredible experience developing my own film and all that jazz um and then i did digital and both just really helped me mentally because I was in really dark places. So, yeah. Um, special interests are swag. I think that it's not necessarily negative. Um, but sometimes it can be. And that's not a bad thing, you know? There's a lot of things that are positive but also negative and vice versa. Nothing is completely good or bad. So, yeah. This episode is so incoherent. Um, nothing is really attached to each other, so I hope this is still enjoyable and listenable. Um, but I definitely enjoyed talking about the things I did talk about, even though they weren't coherent to each other necessarily. And this is definitely getting very long, so I do have to stop myself. It's also pretty late. It's almost one in the morning, Jesus. Um, yeah, uh, I just want to, before I leave, say very much a huge thank you because I've gotten tremendous tremendous I hate that word I love that word but Trump ruined it regardless no Trump rant he's gone he's gone as of like two days ago Woo! um I've gotten endless not endless I've gotten a large amount tremendous amount of support on my first episode which was really meant a lot to me because I really didn't know how this whole thing was gonna go and I also saw people putting on notifications for my timer for when this episode was gonna come out which like just it just made me ridiculously happy um but I've been getting supportive messages and people reaching out to me saying that they really like relate to how I talk about things and how I give an interesting point of view and that's really important to me because you know I I am an extroverted introvert I'm mostly introverted not an introvert but I am like a semi loud <laughs> introvert um so I'm kind of scared to talk sometimes 
Um, so just knowing that I have this safe place that other people also enjoy just means a lot to me, so I cannot thank you enough. And I'm very excited to see where this goes because I got more listens than I thought it would for the first week. It's only been a week. And I think it's, I'm not, I don't know how many listens it's had, but it's not a good amount, I would say. Um, I think it got like 25 listens on the first day, which was incredible to me. <laughs> um, it was either 20 or 25 on the first day. It was crazy to me. Um, but yeah, it just means a lot to me. And I don't know if it's like everybody was just kind of jumping on it because it was the first episode. But, you know, even if that was true, I'm still thankful for that, and I hope that people enjoy this one, and I hope that you have a lovely day or night or afternoon or wherever the, whatever time you are listening to this at, because you all mean a lot to me, even if I barely know you. Um, your support means, still means, um, a lot to me, because this is important to me. So yeah, that's the end of my appreciation tangent, and, um... If this is your first time listening and you have no idea who I am and you somehow stumbled across this, uh, my name is YB, I'm 15, I am uh, a neurodivergent trans person, and I have a podcast. And this is my podcast, this is the second episode, this is a very new podcast, and my Instagram for my podcast is Aggravated Niece, and my personal Instagram that I tend to go on a lot more is Gargoyle Knees. I have a fascination with knees. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this, and I will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. I'm gonna start editing this. Moi. Not moi. You. No. Cooties. <laughs> I don't know a good send-off. So, see ya. Would wanna be ya. N- I can't say that. Uh, peace out, suckers. That's a good one.